Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Most people finish their first drafts and they wonder, is it any good? Should I rewrite it? I know people have written 16 first drafts and they've never written, finished, or published their books. So how can you make sure that you can trust your first draft? That's the topic of our conversation today. Hi, I'm Dan Janelle. I'm a book coach and developmental editor and a ghostwriter. And no matter where you are in the writing process, I can help you write and finish your book. Now, let's get started. Our guest today is Rusty LaHaye. She is a writing coach, an empathic editor, and an NLP expert. And she's going to talk to us today about why you should trust your first draft. And this is a fascinating topic. <laughs> you even have it on your your green screen back there. Uh, but I've never seen anyone do that before, so I'm fascinated by that. My clients, I have to admit, we write really, really good first drafts. But if you look at the literature of writing from Anne Lamott and others who basically say your first draft is a piece of garbage, it's meant to be a piece of garbage, it's just meant to put your ideas down so you could you know, brush it up and clean it up later. So why do you disagree with that? And how can you trust your first draft? That first draft, it goes to uh, an expert that I'd like to quote, Dr. Caroline Leaf, Leaf as in the leaves on trees. And she gives a great explanation of exactly what happens in our brain when we write by hand. Now, I think some people can probably get their possibly by writing by keyboard, but I'm a big, big fan and supporter of writing by hand because what happens sometimes when we're seeking inspiration or when we find inspiration, when something makes us think or look twice, like Natalie Goldberg says, writing down the bones, all writers need to look twice at everything. That is a sign that there is something there to write upon and trusting that And letting it just go and see what comes out. Because yes, there's always the revising process. And actually also trusting that first draft has to also do with that we have to just get started. Because like you said, you and your clients write great first drafts. Well, that could be after some years of writing. Like for you, you've been at this a while. And for me, there are a lot of my first drafts that come out, oh, that's pretty good. There are some that are not so good. But there's still always a gem there. There's still always a seed there to mine. I'll give you one example of how I decided one year I was going to write a poem a day. Yeah, a poem a day. Okay. And I did that. And it was easy. So I did the next best thing, which was kind of foolish. I just said, well, that was easy. I'm going to write four a day. (laughs) There were days I wrote two and there were days I wrote eight to catch up or six to catch up. But what happened in this process of these two years, and I have over 3,000 poems, is that they started coming out better and better. And some of them were still whatever, but there were more that came out stellar the first draft. I went, oh, wow. And that's not ego talking. That is that other people said, 
wow, when did you write this? Um, yesterday. Do you revise it yet at all? No. And and also there's one piece that I wrote 17 times, revised it 17 times. It still has the very basic idea of an old man, a barn, can't talk about the war, can't talk about his son dying, use the barn as a metaphor. And it was the 18th time that it was accepted and published and won second place in a, in a contest. So there's always something in that first draft. But the first draft that I'm really talking about is that we need to get started somewhere. And even if we can't trust or or look at it and go, oh, this is really not that great, still trust it because that first draft goes then to another day of writing and another day of writing until you have a year, a month and years of writing. Because the first time I heard somebody say that it takes 10 years or 10,000 hours to get really good at something, I went, oh, that's never going to happen. Oh, but it did. I, I woke up like, you know, after um, 10 years, and went, huh, I'm a writer. Hmm. But Dan, there is a fellow that's a great YouTube, um, a, a TED talk, but busting the 10 out, 10,000 hour myth that if you practice and you trust those drafts, you trust your pen, you trust your stories, you can bust that 10,000 hours and get it done. Or you can also trust your stories and hire someone like Dan. Okay. So, so let's, let's go back to the word trust, because I think now we have a, you know, a different path to, to work on. Uh, I was thinking that, you know, your first draft was your final draft and maybe just oh. minor revisions. You're, you're saying that trust is, there's a germ of an idea here to get you started and it, there's iterations to go beyond there, correct? Yes, that's what I am saying, that there's always something in that first draft, but really the work is in the revising. I mean, the, there is there is revising. And the more you write, the the less revising you'll be. For me, when I'm writing something, like for, when I'm writing for another editor, I know that when I am scribbling less on it, I am getting close to the final draft. And there's still a lot in there that's very much the first draft but the less i scribble the more ready it is interesting so what advice would you have for people who say you know i have a hard time getting started how do you get over a writer's block with those people well i know that there's lots of people that say look up the window and write down what's happening like for me right now i live in a shipping container tiny home on an acreage and the wind is vicious today and it's banging and crashing and thankfully the mic doesn't pick that up but to write down what's real for you right then but also i love writing to trigger prompts and i was uh leading a free drop-in for writers in the inner city in edmonton and my sister would often come with me and i would use prompts things like some secrets go to the grave. It's a good prompt. Or another one, I borrow a line from Lorna Crozier, um, packing for the future. And it's a great prompt because it gets people thinking. So don't start at the blank page that can be so threatening. Take something that you've looked at twice. You've wanted to rewind and hear a line again in a movie that a, a character said, or you've underlined something in a book that you're reading and put it on your post it or your sticky in your journal when you next go to write. So you're never facing that blank page alone because it can be kind of threatening. And so what happened 
this this time that my sister comes along and I gave out some prompts that day and and uh she's leaving with me we're we're done and she says in that way that only sisters can do I don't like any of the prompts you used today you know that kind of tone of voice <laughs> and went, oh really because everybody loved what you wrote I loved what you wrote and she goes I know I loved what I wrote too I went, okay now you got to tell me like what's this about and she said and this is where it really started to be defined for me and how I now use the term and the thing is bend a prompt to your will and so she said, I just took the prompt that you gave and I wrote it down. And for some reason, even though I didn't like it at the beginning, it took me where I needed to go in the page. And I went, ah, okay, this is how I explain this, is to bend a prompt. So uh, I've been in a writing group and one of the prompts was to write about the Flat Earth Society. And they went, how are you going to write about your memoir with that one, Rusty? And I went, oh, that's pretty easy. But um, I didn't tell them how. But it that I'm writing about the relationships I've had in my life. And I went back to each of the relationships about how that person would have looked at the flat earth society. My son's father was a conspiracy theorist. He would have loved it. And then another time a prompt was write the story from the point of view of a family pet. And they go, well, how are you going to do that one? Well, there was a family pet that saved my life when crib bars were too far apart and I got my head tangled up in it with the sheets and the little dog, a terrier, smart terrier, could open up the screen door from the inside but not get back inside. And he ripped my mother's dress after trying to get her out of the garden several times. She was mad, chased him, and then she realized what had happened. And I wrote it all from the point of view of the little dog. Bend a prompt and 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 start out writing the prompt start out writing what inspired you or what held your attention or something that somebody said or if you're angry or you had an angry interaction start writing it out and you will go somewhere in the page and you will surprise yourself it's fun try it yeah that is so true uh i was in a prompt competition with a friend of mine we would write a short story every day for 30 days and after a while, you, you run out of ideas. So I looked in the New York Times book review section of the bestsellers that week. And there is a book where the plot, where they summarize it in one sentence, was basically, a woman goes missing aboard a cruise ship. I thought, hmm, that would be interesting. So I started to write a screenplay based on that. And then I wrote the screenplay. And it was sort of, it was rough. And... Then I realized that the first character that I was writing about really was not the main character. It was a secondary character who had a much more interesting story. So it wasn't that she went missing on the trip. She was actually uncovered some sort of, you know, mystery that was much more interesting. And then I went back and I read the book that started the prompt. And it was a totally different direction <laughs> from even what I had written. So it, it was a lot of fun. So there are prompts everywhere. Uh, even AI can create prompts for you based on different situations. So, you know, think of using that for as well. There are books in Barnes & Noble that will do prompts. So uh, it's a great way to get started to work your writing muscle so you can trust your first draft to take you to wonderful places. Rusty, tell us. Who is your perfect client and how can they get in touch with you? My ideal client are those writers who don't know they're writers yet, who just need somebody else to believe in them. 
And I love working with them and inspiring them with prompts like we are talking today. And I have a prompt table. I've been collecting quotes that I believe make you think since I was 13. And my spreadsheet is about a thousand and growing. I keep on wow. adding to it. And so we play prompt roulette. We play prompt roulette at my state treats where I say, Dan, pick a number between five and 600 and Abigail, pick a number. And uh, <laughs> then we just fly with those and I put those prompts in the chat and they write. Cool. How can people get in touch with you? Yes. My website is my name.info, info, And I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook. So there I am. Great. Well, thanks for sharing such interesting information today. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We have more than 200 episodes of Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle on YouTube. Check them out so you can write your book in a flash. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.